Yeah, this is like the old days, showing up late. Where's Eric? Where is Eric? You know, a little pokey. I'm pokey today. There's, I have no excuse to offer you. I have no, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so busy. None of that bullshit. I'm just pokey. Okay. So first of all, let me, let me, let me get this out of the way early. Holy cow. It is the uh, 2nd of June, 2021. This show comes to you each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Whew. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Oh, my God. No, 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 Satan. So, <laughs> Oh, shit. This is terrible. I give you permission. Let me, oh, my God. I'm just screwing everything up. Pretend that didn't <laughs> happen. The show comes to you from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I'll just re- the Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Sexy Voice Andrew. Oh, what an and asshole I am. The Eric Zane Show podcast. Cringe. Now with 50% less kidney. <laughs> Still with 100% of the only organ that matters. Oh. I hope it was good for you. Well, thank you. You make me blush. Welcome in. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Plenty of them, always chock full with personal adventures. Uh, Thank you so much for downloading the audio podcast available wherever you download uh, audio podcasts. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just search Eric Zane Show. Or uh, just go to ericsaintshow.com and hit the subscribe button on the free podcast section and off you go. Uh, We do it live. We'll do it live each and every morning at 8 a.m. Normally. Today was a little bit of a different different scenario. Much later. Where are you, idiot? Facebook.com slash Fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. That's where you can see... Uh, the live stream as it happens, as I as I do it live, as I like to say. And uh, if you could, if you're on Facebook, please share that thing and uh, give me the old uh, like. That would be fun. Thank you so much for that in advance. Uh, Periscope video on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Please retweet it with a snarky comment. And uh, then on the almighty YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. That is there. I'm on Instagram, Eric Zane Show as well. Brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And as always, the email inboxes brought to you by Shoreliners Striping. Stripe the parking lot with Shoreliners. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Okay. Busy, busy, busy. What in the world is going on today? Well, um, this is the week where I am preparing this household as best that I can for um, a a throng of people on Saturday to the big graduation party for uh, Princess of the Forest, Madison. I graduated and uh, with, with the gold cord, you know, you get the gold cord. They put that around your neck. You can wear that when you get to a certain grade point average, and she uh, she absolutely has done that. The uh, In the graduation ceremony, the kid that um, was the valedictorian, I think 4.5 grade point average. Oh, I you know, 
when we graduated uh, high school, it was, you know, the highest you could go was 4.0. There was no such thing as AP classes. That's made it so that a 4.0, it's like even the dumb kids get 4.0s, it seems like these days. Uh, not exactly, but uh, all right. So, you know, preparations are underway, and uh, I'm working hard trying to save frogs. In this house, I just had, uh, uh, in the backyard, I had just opened up the pool. And so these freaking tree frogs, they keep winding up in the pool, and then they get sucked into that area where, like, uh, it's, it's you know, that uh, skimmer. All the leaves on top get pushed to one spot, and then you you open up the lid, and you look in there, and there's all these frogs spinning around going, Help me! Help me! Help me, fucker! Oh, my God! They're trying to swim. They're in this vortex. Imagine how scary that would be for them. So then I'm like, holy shit! And I, I, I scooped them out. I, I, I literally a, a handfuls of frogs. And this is, I wish I could have gotten video of this. I put my hands in there. I scooped up probably 10 frogs. And these are not toads. They're frogs. They got sticky little, they got sticky on their, on, on their little uh, uh, frog hands so they can stick to anything. And uh, they, they all just go, Jack in the box out of my hands like thanks man thanks you're awesome so now I'm like every 10 minutes you know how I am about with animals I'm always like freaking out uh that you know if that something's gonna die I just I, I cannot handle an animal being in any type of distress a, a creature a living creature I've been known to save bugs for God's sake um however I uh th- there was some I think it was a, a poisonous spider up north at Fear Bunker North that I actually killed over the weekend. I think it was a poisonous spider. But anyway, uh, so they all these all these frogs were jumping out, and then like I I, I hang on to one of them. I want to go in, inside of the house and show it off to Madison. So she's sitting there in her bathroom, and uh, well, not sitting. She was putting on makeup, whatever what chicks do. And I go walk in there. I got I got this little guy. And uh, his his little face sticking out of like my my hand. He's like, oh, oh shit! Come on, man! I just got out of this uh, 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 whirlpool. You just saved me, and now what are you doing? What are you gonna do? So I I bring her into the I bring the frog into the bathroom. I go, look look at this guy. And so then I I kind of like open my hands up a little bit, and this this guy leaps out of my hand. He hits the mirror and sticks to it like Spider Man. It was incredible. And he's just standing there on the side of the mirror, on the mirror, just like, ah, hey, what's going on? This is me. And then you like, uh, uh, I grab him and it, it goes, each of the little suckers on his feet, they, they, they just want to stick to it. I was like, what a, what an amazing creature this is. And then when he's crawling along my hand, if he's not hopping out of it, I can feel the feet just adhering. They're, they're not called feet. What, what are they called on a frog? Paws? Talons? I, I don't know. Uh, so he, yeah, I, I can actually, it was so great. It was like a little walking biology experiment. It was so cool. So then uh, I, I, I let him back outside. Off we go. So that's, I'm, I'm taking care of the damn pool. It's an absolute disaster. I, I'm, it's amazing because you put this cover on top of it. And um, when you finish up the season before, when it's getting cold out, there's, you know, you got to make it so there's no leaves in the pool. And I don't even know why I bother with this. Um, there's a little opening that shouldn't be there. It's, it's damaged, uh, on the pool cover. And I guess 
every leaf that blows off of trees goes in that hole. Because when I remove the fucking thing, every leaf that was on the trees six months ago is in the pool. The pool is completely green uh, with so much leaves, so many leaves in there and branches. And I'm like, oh, my God. So this is an absolute abortion. Um, it, Like I said, it's green. You buy four gallons of chlorine. You put that in there, and then it starts to immediately turn color and, and clean up the pool. I think I'm going to need another one, though. It's it's bad. Uh, so this is all part of the preparations to get this house ready for people. because And, and I, ha- I have to do everything because the queen of the forest cannot work. So... Uh, one of the things I had to catch up on today, which is why I was late, is because I'm doing a laundry. You would not believe the pile of laundry that has built up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get on this. So I'm like, oh, just like a washer, dryer, fold, fold, fold. I did actually, though, do something amazing yesterday for her. Um, is Because every room in this household is in disarray. We are... Um, and I, and I, I heard from Mike Ball the other day, he came over from MB distributing and, uh, he goes, you're not alone. Your house is my house. There's like shit everywhere. It's a complete hoarder cluster fest. Everything is everywhere. Nothing is put away. And, uh, we have a mutual friend. Well, we're all, we're all pals. My pal, Jimmy, who is an unbelievably organized individual. I mean, it looks like. Uh, he's got a problem. He's so organized. I'm like, how do you do this? And, you know, for me, just case in point, where I sit right now, the randomness of this room, which you can't see. I'll make sure you can't see it. No, you can't. This room, what you see on the actual shot looks pretty good. A couple of dogs over my shoulder. Um. But what you don't see is the randomness. There's always shit. Nothing ever gets thrown out. And it's just, okay, let's start with this. This is all within my reach. Um, a, a Kohl's price tag uh, for some garment is, is for some reason right here. Now, why that would be there, I just don't know. Uh, dog bags for when you pick up poop. Why in the world would they be in the studio? You know why? Because I use this room. And whatever's in my pockets winds up everywhere. Uh, dry erase marker, we need that. Okay, here you go. All within my reach. A receipt and a uh, bag for a prescription from Walgreens. What the hell? All of these cards for smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. They're they're not like in a uh, uh, a nice neat pile. They're just scattered everywhere. Roll of duct tape. This studio is a junk drawer. This uh, Honduras winter cap. My Calder cup ring. You know uh, this. This uh, frickin' uh, uh, top to a water bottle. Stupid. Every And this is just within my reach. You wouldn't believe what's beyond my reach. I see a pair of vice grips, a bunch of envelopes, a, uh, a f- your, your 50 birthday card. Now, 
I'm going to be 51 in two months. And there's a, hey, your 50 birthday card over there. What an asshole I am. Oh. Every time I put my hands to my face, I feel pain. Uh, this is what happened. Yesterday, hold on a second before I get to this story. I need to remind you that Dear Meathead is in 34 minutes, and I have none, zero questions for him. Not a one. No questions at all. Uh, so if you could, I know that's, you're like, hey, come on, Eric. We're enjoying the podcast. All we want to do is listen to you uh, say stupid shit. Uh, if you have a question on your mind for Dad, that would be great. Send it along via email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Thank you very much. Very merch. Thank you very much. Uh, yesterday, as I was, um, the I had this dude, Jeremy. Is uh, he's known as Jeremy out the door. I've told that story before because every time you buy any pool chemicals for him, or or, or he, he's, you know, you're utilizing his services to open up the pool. Hey, how much does that cost? Uh, hundred bucks out the door. How much for the chlorine? Fifty bucks out the door. Everything you purchase from him is dollar amount out the door. So Diana gave him the nickname Jeremy out the door. So uh, he, you know, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but you know what's keeping him from being on the podcast? Because not only does he service pools and hot tubs, he sells hot tubs. And I go, when are we selling hot tubs? And he goes, well, there aren't any hot tubs. I go, what? The, the hot the hot tub uh, supply is gone. And this is one of those oddball things in the uh, during the pandemic that for some reason the pandemic affected that entire industry and apparently a new hot tub won't be made for like 30 years or some shit. I'm exaggererating of course, but it, it's ba- everything's back ordered. So like if you wanted a particular type of hot tub, your selection is way down because they're out of hot tubs. So whatever. So um, where the hell was I? What was I talking about? The ADHD is strong with this one. I was talking about Jeremy out the door and uh, opening up the damn pool. Oh, and he says to me, hey, man, everything is done. You just got to turn the filter on. And I go, well, why didn't you turn the filter on? This is because there's no power to it. And I go, well, that's weird. There should be power to it. He goes, okay. Uh, find out what your problem is and turn the filter on. So I go downstairs, look at the panel. I'm looking for if any, anything that looks weird, they're all on. I'm like, oh, okay. There's a sub panel. I go into the uh, uh, another portion of the basement and uh, I open it up. And I can't really get to it. And it's dark because the light bulb's burnt out. And there's a bunch of shit in front of this panel. I can't quite get to it. So I have to move things. It looks, that room looks a million times worse than this room. I'm telling you, hoarders. So I start moving things. Before I move anything, I notice that right below where this panel is, is a piece of furniture covered in mouse feces. I'm like, son of a bitch. Ugh. They're, they're, they must be everywhere, you know? 
And I'm like, uh, evidence of mice. How long has this been here? So I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, this is probably like uh, five years ago. This is not new. You know, I'm tricking myself playing games. Yeah, we got two cats, so they uh, they probably killed all the mice. It's like uh, the, these cats, they don't even know what is up and what is down. These 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 cats, when, when, when we had Buddy Bobcat face, now that cat was a serial killer, okay? The, the, the property on the outside of this house, there were no mice, there were no bunnies, there were no birds. All there was was death and destruction. Buddy was the Adolf Hitler of killer cats, okay? He's a, he's a genocide cat. I should have named the cat Genocide. He killed everything. These two idiots that we have in the house... Uh, it's like a different, they're, they're different animals. If you have a cat that's in your house and never, ever steps outside, they, they, and and one of these cats doesn't even have front claws because, uh, the people that we got it from had them removed, which is a bummer. I feel bad. The the other cat is like, don't take the claws out of the cat. You idiot. It doesn't matter if they have claws or not, because these two do not do anything when they catch a mouse. They catch the mouse, and then they just play with it. And then if the mouse dies, which they always do because they're scared to death and the cat's uh, exhausted and then it has a heart attack and dies, they, they don't ever eat it. They, they don't know what to do with it. They just think it's a toy. Um, Buddy didn't give a shit. He would just pounce on it like a tiger, rip its head off, eat it, and bring me the remains. He's like, hey, look what I got. Oh, good job. And then he'd pig out on the rest of the damn thing and leave the liver. Oh, God. But these idiots, they just, um, there was one moment in time, not making this up, Diana and I are in bed, and Jacqueline comes running in, carrying uh, Lincoln, and Lincoln has a mouse in his mouth, so she's carrying Lincoln. Lincoln's carrying the mouse. She drops Lincoln. Look what Lincoln got. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Lincoln lands on the ground, causing the mouse to fly out of his mouth. Mouth, And the mouse runs under my bed. We never did find the mouse. These cats, they don't do anything. They're, they're horrible. So, no, I'm sitting here looking at all this mouse feces, and I'm like, there is no way in hell. That these idiot cats are are doing anything about the mouse population inside of this house. Son of a bitch. So I still got to move all the shit away from this piece of furniture to get to the panel. I uh, I move one thing, move another thing. And then there's this big door that's uh, not, it's in no use. I don't even know why I have it. I'm, yeah, again, random. And, you know, I'm moving like a toaster oven. And then, uh, you know. Uh, a, a bunny cage, all random door, and the door there's uh, is in contact with this metal box on the wall, which is what talks to the alarm upstairs. All this network of wires, and there's a, a door on the box, a metal door. Okay, so I'm holding a big door, and it's in contact with a metal door. Somehow. While I'm looking down, the door I'm moving does something to jar the metal door on the alarm control box. It's like one foot by one foot box. Steel door. I It makes a noise like something's weird. 
in an instant, while I'm looking down, I look up. So I hear the noise. I look up. From the time I heard the noise, which makes me look up, that metal door is now flying towards my face. So we're talking milliseconds. The noise I heard was the door flying off of the box because of the big door I'm moving. You follow me? And it's flying like a Frisbee and the edge of the metal door, as I look up, is being tractor beamed to the bridge of my enormous Armenian nose. And it hits me right here, right where cartilage, right there, right where cartilage meets bone, right there. Oh, my God. And just to show you this, push on my nose like that, okay, that is very, very painful. And when it hits, it makes a crack noise. It goes in my brain. And I, and I, I like, ah, holy shit, what the fuck? And instantly I'm like, ah, ah, oh my gosh. Oh. And immediately, I'm like, well, it's busted, and I'm bleeding. You know, I look like uh, a Ken Shamrock after, like, you know, two rounds. And uh, immediately, I'm like, I'm breathing in, and I swear to God, the the breathing is restricted. And right now, it still is. Normally, I can suck in so much air with this, this honker that, you know, anyone else in the room would pass out because I'm getting so much air in because of the nose. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry, but that's, uh, it's weird. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's anything out of place in any way, but it hurts, and my gosh, was that rough. Now, all I get, this is all because I would like to turn the filter on that Jeremy out the door told me to do. So all of these, everything kind of goes in motion. You know, it's a uh, one thing after another. Uh, all I got to do is turn on the pool. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, all the mouse shit. Oh, I just got to move this shit that's cluttered everywhere. Oh, my God, I'm hitting the face with a shovel, it feels like. So I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, what is going on? And all in a preparation to clean up this this house for this big party on Saturday. Okay, great. I look at the panel now after I get my wits. Everything is on. There isn't a problem in the world on this panel. I go back upstairs. I try to turn outside, try to turn the filter on. Nothing! I call up Jeremy out the door. He doesn't take the call. He's, he's out in the field. I talk to Bree. She runs the show over there. Bree, I can't get this to work. Yeah, Jeremy says, go try all the breakers. I did! Jeremy says to do it again. Go back downstairs. Uh, open up the door of the first panel. You know, it's all written. And like, uh, this is for the refrigerator. It's all, and I, this is the guy who lived here before me. He wrote all, I can't read the fuckers right. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm looking at all these things written in pen. I can't see. I'm blind. I can't read it. So I just shut Everything off in the everything off. It's all off. Shut it all down. 
trip them, put them all back on, click, 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 go over to the other sub panel, same thing, shut it all down, turn them all on. They were on. They were all on. I checked every single one of those. I've done this before. I go back outside, turn it on, pump works. What? Unbelievable. Frog's like, oh, no, here we go. Shit, he did it. Get out of the pool. Oh, my God. And my nose hurts. Boy, does it hurt. Uh, A little bit of a follow-up to yesterday. Yesterday, I I talked quite a bit. Well, that's all I talked about was Kate and the Velding family and my uh, memories of the um, all the uh, stuff we did with the AT Children's Project. Got a lot of great feedback from people. A lot of people were just... uh, Actually, I got, um, I heard from um, the Veldings, and it was um, extremely sweet. Uh, Mary, Kate and Olivia's, the the Departed's mother, uh, wrote, We are loving your podcast. Thank you for making us laugh in the midst of our sorrow. We love you and are thankful for your friendship and all the memories. We love you and we love the audience. Thank you so much. She said the Andy Phelps story is iconic. She loved that very, very much. Um, Abigail. Kate and Olivia's sister, older sister, wrote uh, Max, her husband. Max and I just listened to the show as we are driving back to Holland. We have not laughed that hard in a long time. The memories you shared about Kate captured her spunk and wit so well. Truly, thank you. I wrote, oh, honey, it was my pleasure. Much love. Uh, And then Diana reminded me about another story that I did not tell between her and Kate. And you're going to love this. This is so classic. I love this story. Holy shit. Kate, throughout school, would have an assistant um, with various things. Note-taking. Um, writing things down. And so that's how she worked through the education process, and she was a stellar student. One thing she hated, though, was physics. So the assistant, for a period of time, had to take some time off. And the idea was floated that Diana go from her position as a parapro to Kate's assistant. Well, so it's these two, I mean, like I indicated before, they were uh, very much connected. So right in my head, I'm thinking this is going to be hijinks. Something ridiculous is going to happen. And it did not let down that thought. I was not let down, I should say. So Kate hates physics. Diana is doing what she's supposed to do, taking notes, uh, helping with study guides. And there comes a time that Kate has to be tested. Um, It's a physics test. I don't know if it was like a, it was, it was some, I don't think it was a final or anything, but it was an open book, open note exam. And so Kate and Diana are taking the test in the library. And uh, they're looking over the notes and Kate goes, I don't know what the hell's going on. And Diana's like, well, um, 
you know, he, I, I I took these notes, and she goes, "Well, I don't know. This is terrible. Your notes suck, or whatever." So they're 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 clueless. I mean, there there is a, a potential that on this exam, Kate is going to score a zero percent, like actually get nothing right, because she's so clueless. And uh, I don't know if Diana took poor notes or what, but um, the story can be told now. Diana, she does the old. Who wants to be a millionaire and does phone a friend? She places a phone call while she's in the library taking the test to a young man named Jacob, who is a very dear friend of ours. Well, I, I can say who he is. It's, it's the world famous Jacob Ferguson, who just passed his law, his logs. He just graduated from law school. But at the time, Jacob wanted to be an astrophysicist. So um, before he, you know, got to the point where he said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a lawyer. Uh, that, that wasn't until he was in college, but I mean, he was near the top of the graduating class. He wasn't the valid valedictorian. He was like top five or something like that. He's got like a 4.3 grade point average, extremely brilliant and uh, physics. He knew physics like the back of his hand. So Diana calls him well, he's in a classroom or it sends a text. Hey, can you come down to, can you come down to the uh, library? We, I need you for something. Jacob gets in there and there's Kate and Diana. They're looking at him and they go, Hey, uh, so here you go. And they like slide the exam over the table. And he's like, what? And Dad goes, shut up. Just do this. Do the exam. And you, know, you can do it in his sleep. And she scores 100% on this test. And they're like, oh, Kate, you know, I mean, you're barely getting a D in here. Boy, you really had a moment. What happened? Oh, starting my ass off. Oh, my God. No, she didn't. The queen of the forest did phone a friend so that Kate could do an awesome job on this physics exam. Does not surprise me. Inseparable, those two. Thickest thieves, troublemakers right there, I tell you. Kate will be missed forever. There is a uh, an amazing, an amazing adventurous uh, time on Friday. Celebration of life. Oh, that's got to be a party. My God. Yeah, the Veldings, they are uh, 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 such a wonderful group of people. I expect nothing but uh, tears of love and joy and, and sorrow, of course, Friday uh, at an event. So, yeah, and I, I cannot express enough to so many of you who reached out and said, hey, you know, we're, we're thinking about you. It, uh, that, that is exceptional. I think, though, as just as a reminder for anybody who didn't, uh, who didn't know, um, in lieu of flowers, as they say, if you could, uh, just a handful of bucks, five or ten bucks, whatever you got floating around there, just a one-time donation, or if you want to make it a monthly thing or a yearly thing, whatever, whatever it is. Figured I'd uh, fire up the uh, the base again by going uh, asking you to go to atcp.org and uh, throw a few bucks in uh, in memory of Kate to those folks at the AT Children's Project. They are still there fighting the fight. To help those Haiti kids. <clears throat> God bless them. Look at this. I just uh, I just reached under the microphone because there was a dog hair. Remember, this is all about that whole business of the shit everywhere. Look at this wad of hair that was under dog hair. That's under 
my microphone. This place. I said to Diana, um, I'll just throw it over there. Gee. Uh, so yesterday, I went and I, I did a number on the laundry room. I mean, I dusted, wiped. Every bit of laundry is done, folded, neatly put away, organized, crushed it. And, she, and I go, hey, I got a surprise for you because, you know, she's deathly afraid of someone walking up to the house and say, oh, God, look at these slabs. What is this? A hoarder's house. What a bunch of assholes. Oh, my God. What am I doing here? So, you know, I got I to gotta get this shit done. So I get done with the podcast yesterday. And it was a, kind of an early day because I just did the freebie and then I kind of left it alone uh, on the K thing. And then so I had extra time. So I'm like scrubbing, scrubbing shit, wiping it down. She comes walking home from or She walk, walks in the door after school and. And I go, hey, I got a surprise for you. Check it out. She's like, oh, my God, this is so great. I love you so much. If I wasn't injured, I'd have sex with you. So, okay. And uh, so I go, today, today, I am going to clean this studio top to bottom. And that closet behind me, it's a disaster. I'm just working my way through the house. Okay. And then there's other stuff I have to do in front of the house, getting ready. Got to make sure that this garage is spotless. I am on a freaking mission. Which does kind of get in the way with my effort to beat Mike Ball in that race in, I don't know, 140-some days. Grand Rapids Half Marathon. Let me just tell you this. On Saturday, I went on my quote-unquote long run. Now, my long run right now at some point in the training should be 17, 18 miles in preparation for a half marathon, which is a 13.1-mile race. You, you want to be able to easily get past that distance at a certain pace, okay? I do know everything I need to know about doing this, but as you know, I'm a fat slob now with much more on my plate. So these things don't happen as easy as they used to. Back in the day, I'd work, I'd do uh, a four-and-out-the-door radio show. I'm home by 11 every day. It's like, oh, boy, I think I'll take a nap. Uh, then, you know, uh, there's plenty of time to do this sort of thing. Uh, not so much anymore. You know, you got to work a little harder and a little longer in order to uh, make ends meet. But So that kind of screws me up. And I'm just not quite as focused. But Saturday at Fair Bunker North... I'm taken out on my quote-unquote long run. And a perfect um, uh, example of how far I have let myself go. The long run early on in this workout plan is four miles. Now, I am not running fast. I am running at what is described as endurance pace. Zone two, for those of you who know zone training, I suspect that is very few of you. So this is all... Okay, let me let me put it this way. This is the type of pace that you should be able to talk like I'm talking now with you. Okay, so we're talking between 9 and 10 minutes a mile. This is not fast at all. And uh, um, the pace, heart and lungs were fine. It's my legs and my hips. At about three miles in, I'm like, this is not good. Now, I had mowed the entire Fear Bunker North area with a hand mower, a push mower. So I was kind of wore out to begin with. That's like two and a half football fields of lawn cutting, but whatever. 
and I am aching my hips, my ass, my calves. And I'm like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? By the time I got done with that four mile run, I was wasted. And I'm like, holy shit. I, this is not good. This is not good. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Why did I, uh, why did I get into that? Probably because of the idea that I've got so much going on in the house here that I just don't. Yeah, the the workouts are suffering because I didn't work out Monday because I was driving back home. Yesterday's Tuesday. I'm busy as hell here doing all this shit I was telling you about. So no, I'm not I'm not going to run again. And you're damn well sure I'm not going to like watch what I eat because I'm starving my ass off all the time and I don't actually prepare food appropriately. So I'm like grabbing shit out of the fridge doesn't matter. Oh my god. All right. Questions for Dad. Don't forget about them. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. And let me see if uh, anybody is helping me in that regard. I appreciate you. Oh, look at that, Jason Schaefer. Thank you, Sarah Rukrock Rooch. Richard is here. Uh, Richard writes, Dear Meathead, are you aware that many of the questions that are asked are specifically about Eric, but are worded in a way that it makes it seem to be a random person? That's funny. Uh, by the way, Joe Morin was uh, was doing a um, he's a ultra marathoner, which is like anything over twenty six point two is uh, ultra marathon. And he just, God, where is the post? All right. Yeah, I can't read the whole thing. Wow, is that a long post? He had a goal for a 240-mile race. This type of race is like over several days. 240 miles running. Um, and Joe, as I understand it, really, really put a lot of effort into this, obviously. And there was a couple of issues that, that cropped up on him. Um, one, he made a wrong turn. And he, he added 20 miles to the run. See if I can get him on here. It's that incredible. He's addicted to running. Hello, this is Joe. Joe, I was just talking about you. It's Eric Zane. How are you? Good. How are you? You're on the podcast. Is that okay? That is awesome. Buddy, how are you feeling? Uh, my my left foot is still swollen. Um, I can't run right now, so that kind of ticks me off. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be in a uh, a a relaxed mode for a little bit of time. But <laughs> you um the the race takes place over how many days? 
so we had from Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. until uh, Monday at noon. Okay. So this past Monday at noon. All right. Um, how short were you of the finish? Uh, I was 54 miles short of the finish. Okay. Um, now, you uh, described it as somehow you made a wrong turn and you added 20 miles to your to your running, right? Oop, you there? Yep, I'm still here. Okay, so you added 20, 20 miles to your running, right? Yes. Um, so what had happened was I, for some reason in my mind, I was thinking I'd go straight up US 23. Okay. And in in actuality around, I cannot pronounce the name of the the area, but the Precure Isle. Presque. Um, Presque Isle. Okay. So right in that area, I was supposed to pick up Rayburn Highway. Gotcha. Go through a 14-mile little track up through there, and then, well, actually, I believe it was a little less than 14 miles up through there, seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. But I had to go, had to go up through Rayburn yeah. Highway. Yeah, and give, me the, through, uh, hey, 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 give me the, give me the baby, not, not the labor. Uh, geez, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Eric. My God, you're, you're breaking it down mile by mile. Uh, 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 all I want to know is, uh, oh, my God, you got 20 miles out of your way, and then you finally realized it. Okay. So, right. you, so you, gonna let, you gonna let me talk now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know as long as you don't, Jesus, okay. I, it's only a two-hour so, show, my, for God's sake. So, all right. So, anyway, I ended up going up 23 instead of taking that little turnaround. Yeah. So I was 10 miles up, and then I had to go 10 miles south again to pick up my turn. Okay. So you messed up, no big deal, That, but that had to be a terrible feeling, right? Um, It, it was, but it wasn't because I'm a firm believer of the racer should know the race course. Okay. <laughs> so, so it was, it was, it was my fault. I had written All directions right. down, and I didn't. I didn't follow them. Okay. Now you describe yourself as being so exhausted that you stopped in someone's front yard and just were considering just falling asleep on the grass, right? Yes. Holy crap! <laughs> now at that point, though, you actually did get up and try to keep going for extended time, right? I did. I made it another. Uh, 10 miles out and then two miles back into Rogers city because that's when I decided to call in, but I had to still make it back into town. <laughs> Joe, I, you know, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried because you as fit as you are, I mean, maybe just these super, super duper length races are a little, a little too much on the body. Uh, maybe if you just dial it back to fifty milers, wouldn't that, wouldn't that satisfy the urge for you? Because you know, I mean, what's next? You're going to try to run across the country in two days? Uh, no, but I do have another two hundred mile adventure race uh, planned for all. 
Okay. Well, I just don't want you to hurt yourself. I mean, you, you, your body must be so strong right now. I mean, seriously, I mean, you, you obviously have a little bit of an injur- injury, but I hope that that's just a small, small thing. But, uh, I mean, you, are you confident that you'll be able to recover enough after putting in 200 miles uh, in, 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 or, in, in several days' time like that that you can make a full recovery? Oh, definitely. Um, I actually have a 50K plan for June 20th that I, I will be ready for. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so you're, you're just, just kind of laying low right now, right? Yes. Okay, yep. buddy. Which is, which is good because my son is graduating tonight, and so we're kind of busy anyways. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I, uh, I, I'm with you in spirit. I ran, I was telling the audience I ran four miles just on Saturday. I felt like my legs were going to fall off. So that's, that's quite a thing. (laughs) All right. All right, Joe. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, no problem, Eric. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. There you go. Joe Morin, uh, endurance athlete extraordinaire. Oh my God! For a period of there, I was like, "He's there." I just went. I went one mile, and then I looked to my right, and there was a tree, and then I went another two miles, and then I looked to my left, and I saw a bird, and then I went up to twenty-three, and I went three miles, and I kicked a rock, and then I uh, I had to turn around. I missed my turn, so I looked. I looked up. I farted, I looked right, I ran 14 steps, and then I uh, I went another half mile, I turned around, I saw a horse, and then... uh... Yeah, sometimes you got to do that, and I I credit uh, Richard Francisco for the line, that's his. Give me, forget the labor. Give me the baby, or give me the baby. I don't want the labor, anything like that. Just fucking get to it. Just edit yourself. Understand that you're giving me fucking shit. No, I don't want a blow by blow account. If I ever get you on this show, you better be ready to edit. If you don't be, if you cannot edit in your brain, I'm gonna fucking smack you right up in the top of the head, metaphorically. No. No more. No more long-winded people in the world. Joe's storytelling there was shit until I uh, corrected him with uh, skip the labor, give me the baby, and then he did great. So no more too many details, guy. I, I can't. No more too many details, guys, is insane and also shitty is is uh, a recap guy, guy who tells you something and then you go, okay, I got it. And then he says it the same way and changes one word. Yeah, I got it. And then he says it again exactly like the first way. I understand. And then says it a fourth time with one word changed again. It's like, you fucker, shut up. Okay. The open of the show is in the books. I'm reminding you to get your merch. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. That's all you do. Shop, shop, shop. And the open is brought to you by these folks. BK Guns and Stuff. 
616-902-2447. Joe, yeah. what do they do at, B- at BK Guns and Stuff? Well, they get your gun, and then they take the gun, and then they walk into the shop, they look at it, they set it down, they get their tools, they set the tools down, they start to work on the gun. Uh, if you have any issues with your weaponry, send it over to BK Guns and Stuff from anywhere in the United States. That's right. You're going to be sending guns to the mail. How do I do that? Okay, this is how you do it. First of all, just reach out to Benjamin, 616-902-2447. That's 616-902-2447. Send him a text. Hey, Ben, fix my gun. What do I do? I'm in Tempe, Arizona. And then let him tell you. Don't call it because he's one of those jerks who has not set up his voicemail. 616-902-2447. Just text him. Or you can go to their Facebook page, the letter B, the letter K, guns, the letter N stuff. Letter B, letter K, guns, the letter N stuff. Or click on their logo at ericsandshow.com. Get your car fixed at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. E-R-V-I-N-E-S dot com. Irvine's dot com. Well, a great list of amazing Google reviews. Um, they, all their customers are satisfied. If, if you have anybody, if they have anybody that says, that's it, man, you're getting a bad review. (laughs) Well, they answer those reviews. They're like, uh, tell us what the problem is and we'll try to make it better for you. I ain't never going to fix this, man. You're getting watched out. You can also call them 616-532-6600. Father's Day is fast approaching. Get dad cornhole boards. Is dad looking for something to do, something fun? Something fun for old and young ladies and men? Anyone can play this. If you have one arm, the only thing that works is one arm, you can do cornhole. You can play cornhole. I don't think they say you can do cornhole. That has a different meaning. Cornholeamerica.com. Anywhere in the United States, get yourself a set of cornhole boards. It's that simple. Easy. Cornholeamerica.com. Based in beautiful Cedar Springs, Michigan. And serving customers all around the United States. Cornholeamerica.com. Dear Meathead is brought to you by JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. Good morning. Dad, how are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Never better, never better. You recover from your wrong trip? I wish I was back up there. Were you really? Oh, that was so much fun. I hadn't seen you since October, and I had not hugged you for a year, Dad. Oh, my God. What's the matter with you? Well, it was it wasn't me. It was the pandemic. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, but that but that was great seeing you and Joanne and uh, all the all the extended family folks. And uh, you know who was the star of the show was uh, Kevin, though 
The NFK. Yes, yes. I really, really, really enjoy him. You two connected. I, I love talking to him. He's such a smart man. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I mean, um, it, it, it's a real break from the uh, 14 hours of TV he watches a day to to get out and, uh, you know, be kind of like breathe the fresh air and, and sit by the fire and, and do all those fun things. Wow. Hey, listen, when you guys come visiting, please bring him with you. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to have him. He's a nice conversation and all this, and we just uh, we connected. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. How is uh, how is Joanne doing? Is she there? She's sitting next to me, but she's having a problem with her leg. Uh, and uh, you know, something is uh, strange about it. She 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 says it's much better, but she says she's tired. But I don't know. She does. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She babies her leg or something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe bang on the door or the doctor. Yeah. Well, she's got an appointment. She says so. <laughs> okay, that is good. You know. Yeah. How you guys doing? Oh, uh, Diana, doing well. Uh, you know, you know, up and down. We had that. Um, uh, I was telling the audience about the uh, young lady Kate Veldink who passed away. Yes, that was so sad. I just heard about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's just a disaster. Um, and, uh, hey, you lose two children under the same circumstances. That is the saddest thing in the world as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, um, they have, uh, that has been a looming specter for so long. I mean, um, this, this, um, this ailment is something that, um, uh, has never left, and they've had to deal with the idea of this happening to them. I've never heard of that. I really haven't. And then, oh, that's that's to me. It'll break me up. Yeah, it uh, it was was quite a thing, and uh, and so, uh, just a, just a horrible, horrible uh, turn of events. But uh, Friday is uh, kind of like a remembrance celebration, so we'll see where that takes us. But. Uh, well. How do you get over something yeah. like that, you know? You know, um, to steal a word from you, they are a very resilient bunch, and uh, I, I fully expect them to, um, you know, be able to, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say move on in any way like that, but I, I no, think... No, no. Yeah, well, My heart goes for them, yeah, believe you me. All, all I mean is they, they will continue to live their exemplary lives, uh, just, just very, very sad. You know, I mean, you, you never really uh, put that behind you, and 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 who, it's, sure. it's like impossible. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing or not, but anyway, I'll say, it. if if it's a tiny little child or something that this happens to him, I can probably tolerate it that more than a fully grown child, and then. The two of them, is yeah. it? Am I right? Yes. Uh, uh, the first oh, child. Oh, my God. Passed on is terrible. Yeah, you know, and I understand what you mean because um, the the bond is so much more solidified, 
years down the road. So that's that's why you that's that's what you you mean by that. And I, I, I yes yes yeah. I, I just don't see how I can get over that. Right, right. But these are very fake. Time is a healer. That is never going to heal me. No, no. I, I agree with you. But they, uh, they, you know, they these people are very very faithful and um and 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 they turn to God and their and their church and and I I you know I just. I just well, can't say enough about him, you know. Thank, thank God we have God that we can go to, you know. For sure, Dad, for sure. So, um, yeah, I was talking to you um, about, uh, I asked you yesterday about, hey, did you notice the physical limitations of Kevin and, uh, and, and the walking? And uh, you had the line of the day when you said, yeah, he walks like me. He does. Yes, and so the the you and I and Joanne were laughing about the idea of you and Kevin racing, and we could bet money on who the winner would be. <laughs> you got you funny. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know who the hell winner. <laughs> oh, he'd do it. He'd do it. I think that could be a great pay per view because you know, um, with with uh, various limitations on both of you, I don't even know how we could. Uh, how we could pick a winner of this one. I think if it would be a series, like every Saturday you guys could race and uh, and people would wager money. It would be huge. I think no, neither one of us will win. We'll be even. Okay. And if it's a tie, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. So that, I love that. <laughs> that would be fun, you know. <laughs> Gather a bunch of people out on the watches, you know. Yes. Yes, I love it. Okay, wow. Dad. Uh, I've got I've got some questions from the usual bunch who have written in. So I wanna I wanna run these by you. You ready? Sure. Okay. Hang on. I got a cough. Excuse Holy me. Holy cow! Yeah, I got a frog in my throat. Holy cow! Get Holy cow! <laughs> Sarah writes this. Dear media. What, what is her name? Uh, Sarah is her name, Dad. Sarah? Yes. And she, okay, hi, Sarah. She writes, Dear me, Dad, I am having an extremely difficult time getting my 17-year-old out of bed in the morning in the morning for school. He's always late or getting there at the last minute, and his first-hour teacher never makes him tardy, luckily. Any tips to get him out of bed? I'd love the help. Signed, Sarah. Sarah, if you have already tried all the avenues... Now, this is a thought, okay? I, I don't say you got to do it, but this is a sacrifice you make because you it's going to take you some work. Get yourself a cold bottle of water, pour it right on his face. Nice. I um, And you better get wet and all that, but that alcohol can be taken care of. And you tell him from now on, anytime you do that, I'm going to... Dump this bucket of water yeah. on your face. Oh yeah, that is that is that is uh, hardcore and awesome. I love it. That's, that's the only way yes. you can take care of some of these situations. That is old school, and that is what Grandma Absolutely. would do. Absolutely, be yes. rough with it, yes. and that's all there is to it. And then, uh, and that's all you got to do because that kid, he's going to get up so fast. That first time is going to stink, but he will never have a problem again. Bucket of cold water. Cold water. Yes. Ice water. You know, refrigerate the water just for him. You know what the thing is? The um, uh, people have a tendency to 
take what is given to them. And she obviously is not enforcing the law because he's not listening to her. And, you know, he doesn't take her seriously. So lower the drop the hammer on his ass. I, I am talking of experience. I know that because it happened to me. Wait when a minute. I was a little kid. Yeah? That's right. My mom dumped a whole lot of cold water right on me. Oh, yeah. I, that, that does not surprise me. That's, that's what uh, parents did to their kids back then. They, yeah, and then, you know, this was summertime. We slept in a balcony. We, we always slept on the floor. We didn't have no beds. One, occasionally, we had one bed that we could share it. And one time, dumped that water right on me, and I was awake like a tiger. Wow. Yeah, I imagine. I, you were you were quickly uh, um, convinced that that's the way to go. Can you tell me? It's going to happen again. So, man, I think I don't think even uh, I needed a clock. Well, we never had a clock anyway. So. Wow. <laughs> I was up and ready to go. Dad, you said sleep on the floor. I mean, did you? Yeah, we slept on the floor. Was there, uh, and even was there even a blanket on the floor? Yeah, we had a carpeting. So you just sleep on the car. That would seem like it would hurt your back over time. No, we were used to that. Can you, I, I, I would guess that that first day that you actually got a bed and you knew you were going to continue to have a bed was like, uh, you know, incredible. Our beds were cod beds. So when you came to the U.S. and you went to Uncle Max's house, did you have a bed then? I had a bed. Wow, you were probably like, I'm never leaving this country. This is the greatest place in the world. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, after not having anything. Oh. Yeah, but see, all of the things that occurred to me in my life, it taught me a whole lot of adult lessons. Well, yeah, that's, that's, how, no. that's how young people back then became great adults. Sure. I honestly believe this one thing now. Sorry to stop you from talking, but uh, we baby our kids an awful lot. Yeah, oh my God. We give them the comfort of the world to live with us, you know. And uh, rightly so, it's your child. You don't want to destroy them. Yeah, whenever you, uh, uh, whenever a person like you or me, if we ever happen to just by chance encounter a parent who you can tell is not a friend of the child, but a real parent, like always looking at the kid, like and suspicious that they're up to something and not making them work for everything. I, I mean, I was never, I, I was not quite that way, and most people aren't. Oh, you, you had a wonderful life. I, I, it makes me just like, oh, I love the old school style. That doesn't necessarily mean. Uh, uh, anything ridiculous, but just... Oh, you don't want to damage your child, no, my no. God. Just the parent who parents first and then um, and does it in a loving way is, is one is really, really uh, appealing to me. I always I always look up to those people that uh, that that have that down and the the level of respect that the young people have, like my next door neighbor, uh, Brian and Karen, they're like that. And their kids, man, I those kids are just... It's just fantastic. Brian and Karen, you stay with your norm, and that's the way it is. And don't change because, oh, I'm going to hurt them. No, 
the child is resilient. He can grow up to learn things yep. that you have taught him, and he will probably raise his own children in the same manner. You know, being, and that's a good yeah, thing. Being a parent and being a being a tough guy or a tough a, a tough dad or a tough mom is not easy because it's uncomfortable. You don't you don't want to do that, and and you're and that's normal. Absolutely. That's very very normal. That is not easy to do to 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 do. It's easier said than done, frankly. Hey, you can start off with a loving way, and then you warn them if it's not happening. Say, "Hey, this love is going to stop." Well, yeah, there you go. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna hold on. Let me let me write this down. Dad's parenting tips: uh, threaten to stop loving them after you've loved them, and you told them, "Hey, this is how love is. This is this is a good thing." But if you yeah. change the norm, yeah, this is what we're going to do to you. Okay, uh, stop loving you. Okay, all right, Dad. Let me ask you this: uh, This has been coming up in the news a lot, lady. Uh, a lot, lady. Uh, pardon the pun. A lot lately. Lately, uh, I got a question. Um, how would you? How do you feel if a young person decides they want? He's a boy. He wants to become a woman. Oh boy! Oh, I have uh, that. That is to me that's the saddest thing that can happen. Really. I never heard of these things, really. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it really. Yeah, I mean, so the idea is actually take various uh, pharmaceuticals to change the chemical makeup of the body and perhaps uh, get, take a surgical procedure to make their privates from a boy to a girl. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't accept that. I don't accept that this is actually happening. But I guess it's a real thing. I don't know, but... Uh, Oh my God! No, I have tough time dealing with that. What would you do if I walked into your house with long hair, boobs, and makeup? Oh man, I'd throw up. <laughs> oh, I could not deal with that. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. I I don't know. I you can't throw them out of the house. You wouldn't. You would no, I, I would expect I you mean, to do it. Get out. Being, you know, it's, it's all, my offspring, you know. So you would <clears throat> so you would have a problem with it, but I would have a problem, but I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, that I could understand that. Um, all right. Jason writes, Dear Meathead, hello, how are you? And I'm then, doing well, Jason. How are you? He says I'm having uh, some uh, some issues with clutter in my home. Due to, as he describes it, multiple dependents and squatters. Do you have any suggestions to change that situation that are easy and simple for someone with little to no motivation to change my environment? Should I rent a dumpster from dumpster divers and do a mass cleaning? Or should I just go room by room starting in the attic and try to make my home more presentable? Thanks in advance. And I hope your summer is going well. Signed, Jason. Jason. If your clutter are things that are, are no value to you, first thing I suggest, I don't know what they are. Uh, first of all, have a garage sale and it, it sell, sell it for a dime and a nickel a piece. Get rid of it. And if it doesn't work that way, you call up these people that uh, sell secondhand items. Yeah, just... Gather all that. If you have no love for it, need for it. I mean, I'm telling you, if it's a value to you, well, you got to work a deal to 
bring a few dollars in your family, but just get rid of it. Don't even hesitate. Uh, if, if it's gonna, if, if it's gonna create space for you and changes your living style, get rid of it. Uh, yeah, and then if it doesn't move, dump it in the dumpster and get rid of it. I love that uh, that uh, sentiment, Dad. I, I I try to do my best to make that a a reality. I don't always succeed. I I, I look at th- items in the house and I'm like, okay, have I even laid hands on this in the last three months? No. Well, then it's leaving. It's either gonna. I usually just throw it out. I don't even deal with uh, with uh, with selling it because it's like I don't have the time or the energy to do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I have tremendous amount of tools in here that I'm trying to nickel and dime them, and people come out and buy them. I'm, a whole lot of them sold last year. I'm going to put it back up here. And these are expensive tools. I don't even dicker with them when they say, well, no, would you take this? Or, yes, I will. You know. Yeah, I, you know, the thing is, that's all true. I just, I, if I were you, I would, I would avoid the word dicker. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't avoid it. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I, I, honestly, I think it would be fun if we had a big garage sale at your place. If you didn't live so far away, most of my audience is far away from you. Oh, I, I got tables. Lizzie gives me two long tables. We'll line them up and it's going to come back out again here. And these are expensive tools. So we let it go. When the guy says, uh, would you take this? Yeah. Hey, listen to this. I one day I had things in, in drawers that it's, it's for me to keep. One day uh, when I was a sale, there's about 20 items in this drawer, all sitting on a kind of a tray inside of the drawer. I see this guy walking out with it. I said, how the hell did he get that? What? He opened up the drawer that was not to be opened. Okay. He took that whole thing and walked yeah. it out and put him on the side of the driveway. I says. Wait, 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 where do you get that? How do you get that? Well, it's out there. I said, you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. It's right there, not for sale. It says right on it. Read the sign, stupid. Yeah. But then I start thinking what he's doing. I said, well, okay, but that's your price is not going to be agreeable. It's my price. So he paid that price. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, and, and um, we finally got the chainsaw out of your possession. Uh, uh, Tim D. is buying that. He's coming over very soon to give me the cash, and then I'll give it to you. That's all right. Hey, are you uh, are you visiting this weekend for the graduation party? Uh, I, I got to check with Joanne. I don't know. Okay. All right. I just, I'm just kind of getting a head count, you know? I would think the thoughts are that we're going to do that. We're going to show up. Aha. Uh-huh. And then uh, maybe tag along with uh, Mike and Liz. Yeah. Okay, good. So that'll hey, be yeah, good. Yeah, you and that's when we can do the race. You and Kevin can sprint around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love it. And we charge you, we charge you on a dollar a piece for the yeah. watch. Hey, we're do, it's going to be a pool party, too, so bring your suit. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm cleaning the pool right now, man. No, I ain't gonna be in the water. I tell you that. Uh, right you, now. you can you can sit by the pool and uh, drink a margarita or whatever. No, uh, are we are we gonna wear masks. No, everybody's vaccinated. Is everybody vaccinated? Yeah, yeah. If they're not, then they got to wear a mask. I know we are. So, but, and plus we're outside. Yeah, yeah. This is this is all this is all clean. 
Okay. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. It's up to the boss here to see what it's what she says. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. T.O. asked a question that you've already asked about aliens. Uh, what is your opinion about aliens? You told me that you don't believe in aliens, right? Absolutely. You, absolutely not. Okay, absolutely not. Uh, and then he asks, if, if they did exist and you could say something to them, what would you say? Oh, boy. These guys come up with some good questions, you know. I would say... Uh, why don't you go back where you came yeah, from? Yeah, go back. That's what you. That's what you tell an alien. Go back where yeah, you came from. Yeah, uh, because we don't have any aliens yeah. here. And get out of here. Get out of here. Put on your MAGA hat and say, "Get out of here, aliens." Yeah. All right. And then finally, Richard uh, asked this question: Dear Meathead, are you aware that many of the questions that are asked are actually specific about Eric, me, but are worded in a way that makes it seem like a random person? I really was not aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) So you brought a good point up to me, my friend. A lot of these do. Uh, That is is the idea. The idea is a lot of them take stuff from my own life, and then they kind of change some of the details, and they ask you. So essentially, you know, if it's a story about someone uh, going pool while eating ice cream on the toilet, uh, that's probably like someone. Oh, I know that one. That's Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, you got to talk to her about that in person when you see her. Jackie, uh, no, I don't want to use a word. Yeah, that's a sick individual right there. Just say it. That's, sick. that's very sickening. That is a disgusting thing. It's like eating. It's like it's having like, my dinner yeah. uh, sitting on a toilet. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, my God. Okay. Jack, Jackie, that beautiful girl, does some goofy things. Yeah, she sure does. She sure does. We all do goofy things at one time or another. Of course. Okay, well, uh, everybody loves you, Dad. And uh, let me just double-check, make sure there's no last-second questions. There aren't. Okay, well, I tell you what, you guys have a great rest of your day. It's going to be a nice day. And uh, I'll see you in just uh, a few days, okay? That's That's right, that's right. And likewise, all the compliments that you come up with, and same to you and Ted. Hey, hug that beautiful wife of yours, and I hope that she recovers in a hurry. And I'm so sorry about her friend that had lost a the children. Oh, yeah, that's that was that's terrible. Well, yeah, Dad, I appreciate it, and they and, and they appreciate it as well. Okay. Okay. All God right. God bless you all, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, and, and before we go, as as I say goodbye to Joanne too, I'm just uh, re, uh, uh, going over this one note that says, uh, "Take care of your kids, but be ready to stop loving them if they don't listen to you." Absolutely. Well, you can't stop loving them, but kick their ass around. Yeah, tell them that the love is going to run out. That's right. Okay. I mean, you live in my house. You got to be paying attention. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay, guys. I love you. Love you too, honey, and goodbye for now. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. There you go. Another amazing edition of Dear Mean Head. Oh, God. Always a smash. Never lets down. If you ever have a question on your mind, something pops into your head later in the week. Oh God, Zane would love. I gotta ask uh, uh, Zane's uh, Zane's dad about this. So that chainsaw that I mentioned. Oh man, we had a. Uh, it seems like when I am talking to Dad on the phone, he's much sharper. As you know, he is eighty-seven. 
turned 87 in March, and he has dementia. Now, the idea about him racing the NFK, uh, the NFK's physical limitations, you know, I'd refer to him as Penguinstein. It's a cross between Frankenstein and a penguin the way he walks. And dad has a balance issue that kind of goes hand in hand with dementia. So these two, uh, that race would be epic. My God. Uh, so, but the dementia thing over the phone is, uh, is not nearly evident as evident as in person um, outside of the uh, walking issue because he, he balances a problem. That's like, like I said, that goes hand in hand with dementia. He is much more confused in person. I don't know why that is. I don't know if he is relying on his, um, the other senses around him to piece things together in his brain. It's very mysterious to me because on the phone, different. In person, there is example after example of this man has dementia. I don't hear it on the phone. He doesn't, it just doesn't, he sounds like he hasn't changed. Um, there was, uh, it's, it's too, it's too, it's actually kind of sad to describe the moments, but this, this one thing in particular that happened was the, he brought the chainsaw up to Grayling to give to me, to give to Zaniac Tim D to sell it to him. So that is in the car. The second I get to where he is, I grab it out of the car. My stepsister Elizabeth gives it to me. Thank you. Okay, I've got it in my possession now. It's in a chainsaw case, black chainsaw case. The next day, and I say to him, Dad, I got the chainsaw. Okay, got it. All right, good. You got about a 20-minute time period before that's going to leave his brain. The next day, he goes into... Charity scam Mike's garage and he has a chainsaw in a black case, not exactly, but similar to the one of my dad's. And he goes, Oh, Hey, put that in the car. We got to take that to Eric. That's the chainsaw that he's sold for me. And they, go, and they call him Rob. I, I call him dad. Rob. No, that's uh, that's, that's mine. No, it's not. That's mine. That's my chainsaw. Look at it. And this goes, okay, this is getting going on and on and on and on. They come over and uh, they go, oh, boy, he's losing his, he's going cuckoo about the chainsaw. So this is how dementia works. You know, these type of things, he's convinced now. So I have to go over there. Eric, they got your chainsaw. And I go, nope, I got it. What? I go, I have your chainsaw. I just, I just saw it. It's at my place. Remember, Elizabeth gave it to me. This is Mike's. And he then he's like, okay. He comes over later that day. He sees the chainsaw. He goes, hey, how'd you get that? I go, I got it. Uh, I just, I'll just tell him. I don't, I, the key is don't lose patience. And don't tell him you already talked about it. Because it'll piss him off. He'll feel bad. Dementia patient, you just got to go, yeah, uh, Elizabeth gave it to me. Yep. And just let it go. If you get in the habit of busting them, you know, like that, 
they they have realizations that they're losing their wits, and that makes them feel bad. So you just got to put up with it. Oh, yeah. Yep, I got it. So try not to that's, – that's basically the rule with amongst a family. Just understand that you're going to hear it a few times. So there you go, Tim. Got your chainsaw, buddy. Dad wants this money. What we what I sell it for? 150 bucks? Something like that? All right. Thank you again to my friends at JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. When you go to jmsynthetics.com, shop the products, all right? And uh, pick out what you want. And you can either order them online, but the best way to do it that helps Jason Mays the most is to call him. Now, let me explain something to you folks. I don't mean to try to guilt you into this, but all of you who do oil changes are going to need oil at some time. Oil and filters or any type of lubrication for any of your power equipment. Could be a lawnmower, could be uh, you know, side-by-side, heavy-duty, light truck. We are at a we are at our wits' end because the return on investment has not measured up from a man, Jason. Basically, I tell you to buy the things, and you know, if you if you can, you do it. And that's awesome. I appreciate people, and so does he, who have purchased from him in the past. It's so easy and so awesome. It's going to be delivered right to your door, okay? However, the amount of return that he's gotten from these messages is not nearly enough for him to warrant justifying for him to justify paying for marketing on the podcast. So we are at a crossroads. I've done as I've done. I said, all right, we'll give you a free cameo. We'll give you a free record. I'll give you a free this, give you a free that trying to come up with creative fun ways to get people to simply buy some oil from Mays. If that doesn't happen, he can only spend so much money without getting the, uh, um, without having, you know, if, if he doesn't get the return, he can't spend the money with me. Now, every sponsor is different. Um, you know, it just depends on the product. It just depends on the service for whatever reason, which I can't figure out. It, he hasn't gotten it. So I am this is the last thing I can do is basically stop down and tell you that if anybody, if you don't reach out to him and do this, I I'm, I'm not doing the blackmail thing. I'm just telling you the truth. He's going to go away. He can't, I don't, and I don't blame him. He cannot spend the money if he doesn't get people to buy the fricking oil. It's the best oil in the business. You're keeping a sponsor supported and that in turn supports me. So, if everyone bought a friggin' gallon of oil of maize or whatever it is you need for your DIY project uh, project for lubrication, you know, um, it could be axle grease. I don't know what the fuck it is. Just go buy it. JMSynthetics.com. You're going to make it so that he can keep sponsoring the show. If he doesn't have it in the next, you know, couple of weeks, I'm just kind of like, uh, we're just going to say, buddy, I don't blame you. You can't spend the money anymore. Let's just call it a day, and uh, and then that'll be it. Schaefer, he uh, has um, 
worked with Mays before, and he writes, getting oil from Jason is super easy. You just tell him what you want. He orders it, sends you the bill. You can Venmo him the cash. The oil shows up on your doorstep. We're really satisfied with the product and the service. Josh describes it as fun lube. Dirk says, is it cost effective to have to ship it across the country? That's Jason's problem. All you do is tell him what you want, and you pay for the lube. He takes care of the rest. He can ship it anywhere. Josh says, wait, gun lube? Damn it. Josh, I've been talking about the gun lube forever. They have everything there at jmsynthetics.com. That's okay. Nick says, I've used him all the way from Maine. So, this is it. Uh, I'm going to give it another week, maybe two, of this type of aggressive marketing where I basically just say, if this doesn't turn for him, he's going to have to go away. And I, it breaks my heart. And it breaks his heart, too, because he loves supporting the show. He loves being a sponsor at Dear Media. He loves supporting an asshole of the day. He's dumping money into this. But if he doesn't get the return, it's like, dude, there, there's you shouldn't. You, I'll tell you, you shouldn't be spending the money on it if you're not getting the return on your investment. So I just wanted to go that route because we have no other option. We have tried to do everything uh, for the guy. So. I, I think that'll help. I'm sure that that will help. So even if you don't use oil for DIY, pro, DIY projects, there are people who do, who you would love you to say, hey, guess what? I got you a bottle of oil. <laughs> it's cool to send a gallon of oil to a friend. You can even have it sent to whomever, okay? All right. Thank you to Jason Mays at JM Synthetics. And... Concerning my dad, writes this. Um, This has to do with my dad being able to be more focused on the phone than in, like, person. The phone is less sensory distraction, and he's focusing on the object in his hand. When there's more people around, he's having to process more, and his brain shorts out. Wow. My God, that makes total sense. Oh. Concerning him talking about me in a lot of those emails, Tyler writes, for example, you called Eric fat and disgusting last week. LOL. Love you, son, you disgusting lardo. All right. Okay, where am I here? I completely lost my train of thought. This is how I get an hour and 40 into the show. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, Horizon Hydroponics says, bang on their door if you need anything for your grow, okay? Your vegetable garden, your flowers, your cannabis, the expert care of Horizon Hydroponics. And this, to me, is the best part. When you go to H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com, there's a phone number there. And you're like, hmm, well, I'm thinking about buying this product or this product or this fertilizer or this additive or this supplement or this container or this soil. But I have questions. There's a phone number right there. Call them. An actual person will answer the phone and talk to you and answer your questions. And these are people who like have what appears to be like a master's degree in this type of expertise, this in this field. 
They've done so much. If you're fortunate to actually talk to the guru himself, John from Growers 101, the uh, uh, the owner of Horizon Hydroponics, oh, so much knowledge in this sweet, sweet man. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. Thank you to you for buying their products. You can buy it in person at their stores on Alpine and Grand Rapids Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Michigan. They've got a store in Lansing and a store in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And worldwide, I should say nationwide, HorizonHydroponics.com. You can ship anywhere in the USA. Orders $250 and more. Shipping is free. Coupon code at checkout. Zane Show. And then you get 10% off. All online orders get 10% off with Zane Show at checkout. That counts for the ones that you order and then even pick up yourself. Senor Martinez is hard at work. Him and his crew. Uh, David and Jason? Yeah, I think. I know David. David's a handsome devil that all the ladies are swooning over and making Joe Martinez go, hey, come on. Because Joe is such a sexy, suave uh, uh, beast to begin with. You know, I'm getting uh, Zaniac women um, uh, from all the time that they've uh, uh, Joe has shown up and they're getting their picture taken with him because he's such a handsome devil. He's got that type of mysterious Latino handsomeness. Old man mystique. Kind of like that, uh, what is it, Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world, that guy. Well, now David's in there. And he's the next handsome devil. Now, he is not Latino. He's part Asian. So he's got like that that perfect skin tone and just the dark hair. and just, Oh, my God. He's got, it's the most ethnic crew of, of, uh, of heating and cooling experts that exist on the planet. It's like the freaking, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, world, what is that group called? Um, United Nations of of heating and cooling. It would have been a funny joke if I didn't slum my way through it like an asshole. A&E heating and cooling. Reach out to them to get the AC tuned up for just $79. Get an AC unit installed from the Comfort Maker. That is the Mercedes-Benz of uh, equipment. Have that installed, and Joe and the crew will install a Remy Halo device free of charge. That cleans the air in your home. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Did you hear that? 616-516-8579. All right. Uh, Sarah says, muy guapo. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Very handsome? Uh, Nick writes... I just wanted to give everyone an update. My dad's coming home today. Well, I didn't know there was something going on. Is everything, is, uh, was dad under the weather? I am, uh, okay, well, that, that sounds good. I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't, I, I, I miss a lot of the updates that people post. Sometimes things fall through the cracks. Well, I'm glad uh, that you guys are, um, or that you have, um, have that going on. He had a stroke 11 days ago, Nick. I did not know that. I am so sorry. 
Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad he's coming home. I mean, that is that is serious business there. Jesus. My thoughts, my thoughts go out to you guys. I'm, I'm glad he's uh, he's coming home, and I hope he makes a full recovery. He continues to uh, recover. He can't be that old, for God's sake. I mean, you're, what, 30, even though you look like you're 94? Um, so I'm guessing dad is, what, in his mid-50s? Maybe 60 at, at best? How old is dad, Nick? That's scary. You know, whenever someone passes... It, it just is fresh in my brain, like when with, uh, when uh, Kate passed. Yeah, Nicholas uh, Nicholas's dad is only 55. Holy shit. What, you know, and, and that's the thing. I, I, I try not to focus on mortality. And uh, because, it, you know, when it's your time, it's your time, and it could happen at any time. Oh, my God, that's freaking, that's enough to make you just insane, wondering about shit like that. Um, I didn't like to dwell on it, but we all have it in common. Holy shit. One day. I am actually convinced that I'm going to live forever. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I can possibly die. I have way too much to do. I got to clean this pool. I got to clean this studio. I got to declutter this house with a big blue dumpster. I got to take care of the queen of the forest. You know what actually is on my mind is uh, my uh, will, okay? I'll just unpack this right now. I, I have a will, but I know it needs updating because it's all like to take care of the kids in the event that something happens to me or Diana or both of us. Well, they're all grown now, so that and, and the, there's all sorts of different nuances and things that, that need to have to happen, and I got a guy. Here in West Michigan, his attorney, and he's constantly reaching out to me. He's like, it's time. It's time to update your will. What are you doing? You must do this. You don't want this shit locked up in probate. Update your will. And he's absolutely right. It is a selfish maneuver to not have that in order. If you have your affairs in order with a will, not only that, but um, we have to do the will and we have to do the will of the NFK. And we have to do the power of attorney thing that if anything happens to the NFK, uh, the queen of the forest is in charge so that she can, you know, sign documents, shit like that. And uh, my affairs are not in order right now. So I, that is constantly in the back of my brain. I have to take care of that, man. Uh, N says, my will says, when I die, sell my crap if it's worth anything. Well, come on now. All right. What the hell do I want to talk about now? I have so much to talk about today. Gosh. Uh, you know, when you have a day off, there's still uh, content coming in from the various uh, show producers, Dirk, Brian. Anybody who ever sends a uh, a link along, eric at ericsangio.com, that all helps. Thank you so much. Poor Vince Neal. He, uh, he got back after it. Vince Neal, the lead singer of Motley Crue. Um, man, this is rough. He, uh, his first appearance since the pandemic, he's on stage, he hires a band, 
is just slogging his way through the music. And he he has been featured way a few a uh, few years ago murdering a song. And uh it, he hasn't improved. And so, you know, people were on high alert that Vince Neal is, is getting back after it. And on one of his cameos where he says Vince Neal here. Hey buddy. Have a mildly Christmas and a happy crew year. And 2020 is an all-new beginning. So keep rocking. That's it, by the way. I think you got to pay like $500 for that. So give me... Here's another one. Hey, Decker, this is Vince Neal. Hey, I want to say uh, happy birthday, brother. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Christian... Did he say, hey, Boisse? This is Vince Neal. Hey, I want to say, uh, yeah, he did. He said, Hey, Boisse. This is Vince Neal. Hey, I want to say, uh, you see, whenever I do a cameo, uh, seven times out of ten, I can do it on one take, and it's flawless. It's like a three minute extended rant where you're going to get it right between the eyes if you ask for it. If you ask me to be sweet to you, I'll be sweet to you. Vince just fucking slogs his way through 15 seconds of hey buddy uh, hey boise uh, yeah yeah you're gonna be looking for the girls girls everything everything has to do with the songs you're gonna be uh i'm gonna kickstart your heart while you're looking for some girls 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 uh, keep rocking you know birthday brother uh this is actually from uh, uh christian mom ethan and blake so uh keep on rocking shout the devil and uh and do yeah, do some feel good stuff at four in big old big old four oh you man. All right. See you later. All right, hold on. We, we, we gotta park on this a little longer than I thought. He's fucked up there. Uh man do yeah, do some feel good stuff at four in big old big old four oh you man. All right, see you later. Okay, this is this is typical. These lead singers, these assholes, they just, they couldn't fucking uh, uh ad lib anything to save their life. You know, um, impossible. This idiot can't even string together a, a, a sequence of words, some type of greeting off the top of his head. All he all he's doing is hey, it kicks down out of the devil, and, uh, uh, girls, 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 and uh, she got to look that kill. Yeah, keep rocking. Do some feel good stuff at four. Uh, feel, feel good, doctor. Feel good. Big old, big old four o, you man. All right, see you later. Oh God, he's got. Uh, He's just staring blankly into his like expressionless when he does all these cameos and his neck is ridiculously round and he's got a chain on that if he wasn't 8,000 pounds would probably hang down to his belly button, but it's like a, a dog choker around his neck. You can see the fat hanging over the, the, the stupid necklace. Hey, Jake, this is Vince Neal from Molly Crew. Hey, buddy, just want to wish you a very happy birthday on New Year's Eve. And uh, this is from, uh, from, from actually, it's from Jess, Veronica, and Itchy. So have a, have a great birthday, and uh, take care, man. We'll see you soon. Keep rocking. My God. Hey, Jim, Vince Neal here. Hey, hey buddy. buddy. Okay. So this corpulent mass of shit is on stage 
And, you know, here you got a guy, uh, you know, the the number of records sold. There's, there's no denying the success of the band. But, I mean, seriously, if you can't bring the heat, if you can't get in singing shape, I mean, I don't even care if you're round. But if your voice is not prepared and you have the nerve to go on stage in front of people that spend a lot of money to come see you, you better damn well be able to sing. I can live with not being in physical shape. I can. But if your voice is not in shape, you asshole. The fuck? Prepare yourself. How, how hard is it? You're not that old. You're in your mid-60s. Bruce Springsteen's like fucking 80. He can still crush it. Because he tries. He works at it. This fat fuck gets on stage. The band is like uh, way young. They're all energetic and they're killing it. And they they bust out Helter Skelter because uh, Motley Crue does a version of that. And he doesn't know shit. He doesn't even know the words. The words to the song, no shit, are taped to the floor of the stage. And you see Vince, you know, you may be a lover, but you, and he, he looks down, but you ain't no dancer. And he can't sing it, and he's missing the notes. It's way flat. It sounds like me doing karaoke. And he seriously, he has no stage presence because he has to look at the floor to read the words, which is the most horrible thing that any person on any stage could ever do. And that I, I put that up there with comedian who's got to look at a note card to look at his jokes, you asshole. The fuck is wrong with you? You're on stage. This is it. This should be the fun part. You should know it back and forward, front and back, so you can make eye contact with these people and have fun with them and wave at them. They, oh my God, Vince Neil waved at me. They're going to tell a hundred people about that. That's why you're fucking doing cameos, you fat fuck. Because nobody, you, you people have a horrible time in your concerts because you, you can't even you know the fucking words, you asshole. And you can't sing. Eat shit, you fucking whale. So this disgusting pig gets on stage and bands like, oh, shit, Vince is fucked up, man. He can't sing. Somehow, this slob makes it through 14 songs. Well, 13 songs. The 14th is Girls, Girls, Girls. These dudes get into it, and they the band sounds perfect, and they they're, you know, the rest of the band's going, go! They're doing the uh, you know support, and Vince gets like ten words into girls, 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 and uh, he can't sing it. So someone shot video of this, and this is how it sounded from uh, cell phone audio from the concert goer's perspective. Check. It out. Oh, yeah! Here we go! 
<laughs> he keeps playing. He, he, he waddles off the stage. Oh, fuck. I got to eat a fucking cheeseburger. This piece of shit walks off the stage. What? During Girls, Girls, Girls? Oh, my God. How? How? And then he's poor man. The poor man's like, what the fuck are we going to do? We need to listen to that whole thing again. How he tries it, and then he goes, "Hey, folks, uh, yeah, I can't do it. My boy, I'm too fat, I'm too disgusting. I'm just gonna uh, screw the band right in the butthole." Singing. They're like, show must go on. Wow. Girls, girls, girls. Great song, by the way. Great, great song. You just ruined it. You ruined it. You know, at this point, Nikki, Tommy, and Mick Mars should go right to Vince's house and beat the shit out of him for destroying their song. You asshole. Mick, you know, he's got that horrible disease where his spine is fusing. I'm guessing he'll kind of like just like be uh, encouraging Tommy and Nikki to beat the shit out of him. Uh, Poor Mick. Holy fuck. And they're supposed to go on tour with like uh, a stadium tour with some other idiot bands. Uh, Like, you know, the typical Def Leppard and Skid Row and one of those dick face tours or some shit but my god what the fuck hey guys uh, my voice is fried so i'm just gonna uh, smell you later if i'm that band i'm like i keep playing and i i i said well you know uh show must go on who wants to sing who can sing and then you're gonna have to do something you're going to you can't just walk off rest of that band show but hey you come on up and uh, you, you hot chicks, come dance next to him. You two scissor while this guy sings. All right, who's next? And just turn it into a big orgy where people are singing and having a good time. Show must go on, even if the guy who's supposed to be the guy is not the guy. You asshole. My God. That was despicable. In the name of... Of anything that is rock and roll, I have never seen a more shameful, disgusting act in all of my life. Fuck you, Vince. Vince Meal on his way to get a Big Mac and fries, writes Nick. Amanda says, asshole of the day nominee, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Adam says, makes me want to get a ticket for that stadium tour. Oh, man. Uh, Mick Mars has spina bifida. He doesn't have spina bifida. He's got uh, uh, a, what is it called? Ankylosaurus or something like that. 
I don't think it's angry. I think that's an actual name of a dinosaur. What disease does Mick Mars have? Which, by the way, he's a fucking excellent guitar player. Ankylosing spondylitis. A chronic inflammatory form of arthritis that mainly affects the spine and pelvis. So Mick's spine and pelvis, I was actually reading about this last night. His body started betraying him at a young age. And what happens is the spine and uh, pelvis, yours and mine, has a lot of uh, all these, well, the vertebrae are all joints separated by uh, cartilage. And they, they move independently, but as one, so we can, you know, bend, do our thing, move around. Mix has calcification and inflammation constantly trying to take it over. And so he's in this constant state of uh, restricted or no movement, fusing, if you will. It want, His body wants his spine to be one, one thing. And so the pain is unbearable. And the way you treat this, the only way to treat this is, uh, well, there is really no nothing that can stop the process, but you have to keep moving to actually uh, impede this type of growth so that it will almost like break it up, okay? It's almost like constantly breaking up scar tissue, which hurts. So this poor son of a bitch. It also um, curls him up, so he, he like almost... Uh, it, it actually caused scoliosis on the guy. Mick Mars squashed him, or the his the spine squashed him further down and forward. He's three inches shorter than when he was in high school, man. So this is just horrible. I can't even believe he's made it to 70. He looks like fuck. So Mick is not going to be doing anything when Tommy and Nikki head over to Vince's to beat the shit out of him. For being a big, big, fat fucking loser and destroying girls, 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 you asshole. In the name of Mick's spine, have some respect for the band that changed lives and got so many people laid in the 1980s. Too many cameos, Vince, you fucking disaster. Jeez. But you know what? Mick still can move his fingers. He can still crush. If you've ever seen Mick play, he looks like shit when he's doing it. But my God, can that guy play? Oh. Uh, and says the last time he went on tour with the band, he pretty much just had to stand there and try to pull out solos. Yeah, he, he can still do it, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, let, let's face it. The Motley Crue guitar playing isn't the most intricate thing. He says he felt bad watching that dude try to walk on stage. He was hunched over. But still, man, fuck it. As long as that hand works, those two hands work, doesn't matter. Who cares if he's in pain? He He's too pissed off right now to be in pain because of Vince, who has... Vince would be like, you fat fucking slob. I've got my body betraying me and turning my spine into fucking... Uh, uh, titanium, and here you are. You can do whatever you want and move around, and you can't. You don't even have the fucking uh, uh, pride to, to to go up there and do a respectable job in front of these fans who spent all their money on, on to to hear our songs. You dick. 
And here you are doing cam. You don't even do it. You didn't do a cameo. It just sucks on cameo. Sucks as the lead singer. He sucks when it comes to uh, be eating like a normal human being. You're an asshole. Vince Neil will win asshole of the day today. I can guarantee it. All right. Poor Vince. Okay. The uh, Memorial Day Parade went on here in my beautiful community of Jenison, Hudsonville. It's known as Georgetown Township. And every year we've got the Memorial Day Parade that goes down Baldwin, and it's awesome. The freaking warthog goes flying over down the street, right over, like, top of the trees. Everybody loses their mind. It's jet engine. Oh, my God. They don't open fire, but still, it's awesome. Memorial Day Parade, nothing better. You got the war heroes from our various, uh, uh, maybe a, maybe one or two World War II heroes left over. Then you got the representatives from Korea and Nam and uh, the Gulf War and all this shit. Desert Storm, Desert Shield, whatever. Uh, incredible. And then you got the uh, the marching bands there. And then you got the you know the, the fire engine and the and the police and they throw out candy. Now I don't even think you can throw out candy. You know the uh, parade has gotten to be a bit of a problem because I I think that it's they have to hand out candy. And I don't even know if they did that this year because of whatever pandemic stuff or what. But there was a time when we weren't such pussies when they'd whip the candy at you and it would hit you. So you better be ready. But that got to be a concern because people were getting hit by the hard candy. It's like, you assholes. Well, of course you're going to get hit by the candy. Who gives a shit? It's candy. And they, then they were concerned about idiot kids running out and getting run over. It's like, oh, no, first of all, it's not going to happen. They're going at one mile an hour, dick. Uh, yeah, maybe over the years one kid got ran over, but uh, whatever. That's... Uh, where's that kid's parents it's not gonna it shouldn't wreck the fun for me getting uh, uh fucking uh butterscotch candy or whatever the hell they throw out i don't think it's butterscotch probably some airheads i don't know what kids eat these days i know i would love a butterscotch candy but uh so yeah, the, the, the parade's kind of woke but that's it you know i mean you see them walk by you salute hey lo- love you veterans so you see all this stuff and oh what's this it's the anti-vaxxers the anti-vaxxers did a float. Now, I can't tell if this is because I don't think anti. OK, you've got people who don't want the covid shot and then you got people who don't want any shots. I don't know if those two are combined yet. I think those are two separate groups because there are people who don't want the covid shot who would get the measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, whooping cough, meningitis, uh, you know, shit like that. I don't think that those two blend. I think that it's COVID people and then people who say that vaccinations cause autism. I think, but I'm not positive. I can't tell if this float is an anti-COVID shot or an anti-vax shot for any vaccination. It's not clear, but they did it. They did did it. It's called the anti-vax float. And man... Some Karens are pissed. This one Karen in particular is so pissed off. She's writing letters. 
A controversial float in a Memorial Day parade turned heads yesterday here in West Michigan and has some people wondering who allowed it in the first place. 13 on your side's Justin Bachman has more now from Georgetown Township. For most of the Jenison Memorial Day parade, onlookers got exactly what they expected. American flags, veterans, and a community gathered in memory of soldiers that didn't make it home. But one float had a lot of people upset and others upset by the reaction. The crowd was rather silent. Um, we didn't applaud them like we did the veterans. Float number 45 in the parade That's held the, the lady. group Michigan for Vaccine Choice. Pictures posted to Facebook show the group holding signs calling vaccines dangerous and spreading what health experts agree is misinformation. Our township officials dropped the ball big time. They should have had better oversight over who was in this parade. Carol Tannis was so upset by the float, she wrote a letter to the township board calling the float a disgrace. The parade itself was not planned by Georgetown Township, but the board did issue a permit to close the street, putting the planning in the hands of a group called Ottawa Impact. On its website, the Ottawa Impact says it is dedicated to defending the Constitution and a parent's right to make health and education decisions for their own children. Uh, by the way, uh, footnote, Michigan vaccine choice is all va they it, it's not just the COVID thing. It's that's that's part of it. But they're like, ah, there's a lot of there's a lot of vaccine. Holy shit. Uh, no, if we don't want to, we don't have to. It's that's their thing. By handing over the responsibility of who's in this parade, they're they're, um, I believe, ultimately responsible. All right. This lady is an asshole. Okay, this is why this lady's an asshole. The fact that this dumb bitch is making a big deal about the anti-vax float, you have now you have now given them as much fuel that they were looking for. If you're the marketing people of Michigan for vaccine choice, you're brilliant. You deserve a raise. Because all you did was took a pickup truck and threw some idiots in the back of it with some stupid signs that say, Michigan for vaccine choice, don't get the vaccine, I choose not to get the shot, and just stand there and wave and throw some fucking butterscotch at the kids. And now, then assholes like this lady are going to go, oh my God, what are we going to do? This is so irresponsible. She's going to call the TV station and everybody's going to see it. So you, you have, you've done everything that they wanted to do. Congratulations, you idiot. Or who's in it. Though he did not use a township email, township clerk Ryan Kidd was listed as the parade champion and main contact. 13 on your side reached out to Kidd as well as the township supervisor, but did not receive word back. Michigan for Vaccine Choice also did not return our request for a comment. Comments underneath the pictures on Facebook were split. Some people upset by the presence of anti-vaccine messaging in the Memorial Day Parade. Others arguing the group has every right to share their beliefs. For Carol, it all comes down to the group being on the street and not on the sidewalk. If they were standing along the parade route, okay, that's their choice then. Um, but being in the parade, there's there's an endorsement there, um, no, there's I believe, um, by allowing them there. Oh, Justin shut Bachman, up. 13 on your side. Leave him alone. Just let it go. Who gives a shit? You're not, not going to change anybody's mind. They're there to they're that they're there to do and hoping that a moron like you is going to do what you did. 
you helped them. If you if your goal is to uh, get, oh my God, I'm so offended. This is so terrible. Eh. I say we need more shit like this in the parade. I want to see uh, uh, the the AIDS kill uh, f rhymes with bags float uh, in order in order for there to be more more dramatics. I want to see um, uh, abortion. You know. One of those anti-abortion floats where they have the whole side of the truck is like, oh, look at this. This is what happens. And then, you know, there's images of terrible things. It's like, oh, yes, this is what we need. And <laughs> this is what we need to make those parades. Let's be honest here, man. The fire truck and the, uh, and the, and the, and the local rotary group and the marching band, sometimes that can get a little dull. Let's spice it up a little by having the... Uh, uh, anti-abortion group and maybe the uh, bring PETA along anything controversial that's a great idea for an Eric Zane Show podcast parade another Eric Zane Show podcast unbroken uh, promise the Eric Zane Show podcast uh, parade where everybody has to be something controversial okay you know end of the world people here comes the rapture the uh, and put uh, the evangelicals next to the Church of Satan. This could be huge. Ryan Kidd was mentioned in that article. Ryan's been on the show with us before. A perfect time to bring Ryan in right now. Let's see how he responds to I'm telling him he's on the podcast. This is going to be good. He's in hot water right now. He's like, oh, God. Come on. He's like, who is this? Who is this? He probably didn't save my number. I don't even remember why I had him on the podcast in the first place. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice. Okay, so he thinks it's like a salesman. So I call back. This is what someone said to do. You call back right away, and they think, oh, I must know this person. I will now pick up. Sometimes this works. Come on. Your call has been forwarded. Damn it. Well, that would have been fun. So, no, don't. Okay. And then the idea of we have to tell them that they can't be in the parade. Well, you know, I think you're kind of setting yourself up for a lawsuit um, or at least some type of uh, litigation. Uh, You should have just shut up, lady, Karen. Let it go. Who gives a shit? They're not going to do, they're not going to convince anyone. It's like there's someone there on the side of the uh, of the parade route going, ha, ah, you know, I was going to go get the COVID vaccine today, but since I saw these assholes in this truck, I am now no longer going to get the shot. Oh my God, I am so glad that they convinced me, you idiot. And then this dumb bitch gives them even more of a platform to spread their bullshit. I commend the anti-vaxxers. This is a great move on their part, as much as I think they're dipshits. They played this perfectly. The cost of a couple pieces of poster board and a magic marker, if you were to put a, uh, what is that called, a uh, a, a Q quotient or a, a something, some, there's some type of uh, a number you can put on marketing based on how a story propagates into other sources like that. 
Q factor, I guess. I don't know what that. Oh, if you look at add up all the marketing they got from this area, I'm talking about it, which is not a lot, but still, I'm talking about it. It's on the news. Other people are talking about it because this fucking hen made a big deal about the stupid float that says, hey, you shouldn't get vaccinated. Way to go, idiot. It's your fault. Let those people do what the hell they want to do. When it comes to the discussion about vaccination, it appears now that this has led to like a, a war on uh, between, between show members about, about vaccination. <laughs> Look, don't get too wound up about it. You're not going to convince anybody. Uh, first of all, they're not going to convince anybody on the parade route, and, and you guys aren't going to do anything but get each other wound up. Just relax, okay? I see. I think it's Amanda is one of the uh, belligerents and perhaps Dirk. I think that that might be the two. You two might have to put in timeout, I think. That's okay. It's all right. I don't have any problem with anybody showing up at the parade. In my opinion, that, that's something to talk about. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily put the anti-vaxxers though behind like the World War II veterans. You know, I think you you should have you should uh, have the uh, all the actual normal parade shit, and then the back half of the parade is all the uh, all, all the loudmouths who wanna who want people to talk about them. Now that would be fun. I say encourage more of them to show up. Don't don't shut them out. Say it's Memorial Day. All those fuckers in the front who were in the shit. There's a guy there who was in Da Nang province who got punji sticks jammed up his fingernails. He's a POW for a year and a half. He ate nothing but chicken shit and uh, and, and sewage. And then he came home and lived his life. He was a prisoner of war. That guy fought. For all you dick faces in the back trying to push your stupid points of view of the world on everybody. That's okay. Have at it. Do your thing. This That's a perfect thing to put. A controversial float for Memorial Day. It's perfect. These people died for you. It's awesome. It all works out. Absolutely perfect. I say yes to the anti-vaxxers in the, uh, in the parade. Uh, let me promote your business. I would love to have you on this show. My God. Uh, it is uh, growing with uh, leaps and bounds. And if you want me to talk about your business, send me an email, eric at ericzanecho.com. I can put you front and center in front of thousands of people each and every week. Uh, like Mario at uh, my delay, but geez, I'm struggling. The Mario Five sound like Vince Neil. Hey, hey buddy, Molly Crew Christmas. We're gonna have a we're gonna kickstart your heart with a with a mortgage. Keep rocking. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage says, "Okay, hey man, I can't be rocking it. So you're gonna shout of the devil with a mortgage." Two three one three three two sixty five zero five. Mario um, services clients in uh, forty six states, all fifty. Well, I should say 50 minus 50 in District of Columbia minus um, 
Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, South Carolina. If you think that it's time to redo your mortgage, get your first mortgage, get a mortgage, doesn't matter. Just explore this. I'm not saying, hey, sight unseen, hire Mario. Call him up. Hear what he has to say. 231-332-6505. Or click on his logo that looks just like the emerald green one over my shoulder at ericsaneshow.com. It'll take you right to his website. You can reach out to him via email or whatever through his website. It's all there. Okay? First mortgage, 10th mortgage, doesn't matter. All he wants to be uh, is included in the process so you can uh, see what he has to say, compare him to the other people that you talk to. Mortgage is a big deal. You shouldn't only talk to one person. He encourages you to talk to more people so that you can choose the one that's right for you. 231-332-6505. Thanks again to Rick from TC Paintball. It's time, man. Book a paintball party with TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com is her website. Get the group together, small, large, and book the party. Bachelor party, bachelorette party. Just the boys hanging out, the girls hanging out. Um, Team building in the workplace. That's fun, man. Meet on a Saturday, 10 a.m., walk in. You got your uh, garbage clothes on because you know you're going to mess them up. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to get any welts like Zane got. You can buy the armor, not buy it. You can rent the armor, and you're good to go. Man, it's so much fun. You're going to love this. It's like actually being in a Call of Duty video game. So much fun. They host the party for you to help you. uh, uh, It isn't just, here's the gun, go shoot stuff. There's refs. Oh, you're out. You were hit. You're out. You walk off. You raise your hand. They don't shoot you anymore. You're you're done for that round. Last man standing, last woman standing. You're going to play capture the flag. It's great. TCPaintballGR.com. They also have Jelly Ball. Um, that's for the little kids and the adults. They also have little leagues on Wednesday for people new to the game, want to get into the sport. The little league features the low impact, uh, uh, weaponry so that it doesn't uh, hurt nearly as bad or it doesn't hurt at all because it kind of just like hits a kid paintball explodes to get an idea of what it's like playing paintball. It's all there. TCPaintballGR.com. Your nominations for the asshole of the day. All right, that's brought to you by the aforementioned TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com, and the aforementioned JM Synthetics, jmsynthetics.com. JM Synthetics, they want to continue to sponsor the show, but that is not going to last if they do not get somebody buying the stuff to move the meter. Just a harsh reality of the biz. All right think we know who it's going to be don't we i mean but let's still review what has been said oh my gosh uh follow-up story to uh the the uh, lovely and departed kate velding the story of diana uh helping kate get 100 percent on the physics test through some great phone a friend activity i kind of don't remember what the hell we all covered on here this show was kind of like a lot of stuff that i didn't even write down that just happened to happen so let me just cut to the chase it's just worthless entertainer this fat ugly idiot vince neal i'm so sick and tired of this asshole stealing money from people this cameo suck balls uh Hire Vince to say, hey, everybody, uh, I got a shout at the, uh, shout at the devil. I'm a fat fuck. I'm worthless. I can't fucking sing a note. 
of any of these songs, but I steal everybody's money. Yeah, you have a motley Christmas and a happy crew year. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jim. Vince Neil here. Hey, buddy. Have a, a motley Christmas and a happy crew year. I, I, love, I love the drunk one. Hey, hey, Jake. This is Vince Neil from Motley Crew. Hey, buddy. Just want to wish you a very happy birthday on New Year's Eve. And uh, this is from... Uh, from, from actually from Jess, Veronica, and Itchy. So have a have a great birthday and uh, take care, man. We'll see you soon. Keep rocking. That wasn't even the drunk. Um, that wasn't Ethan, the drunk one. Here's the drunk. Ethan and Blake. So uh, keep on rocking. Shout the devil and uh, and do yeah, do some feel good stuff at four in big old big old four. Do some feel. What is do some feel good stuff? Do. Yeah, do some feel good stuff at four in big old, big old four O, you man. All right, big old four O, you man. See you later. Now, idiot, jackass. I'm charging fifteen ninety nine, and I give you, I give you like four minutes. It's like a whole podcast for God's sake. Cameo.com slash Eric Patreon bonus starts in thirty five minutes. My God. Oh, my God. Okay, you're wondering, where the hell is Dale? Dale wasn't on last week. This week was weird because yesterday I didn't do anything. I can't. I Sorry, I'm Vince kneeling it. We'll have it next week for sure. Thanks again, folks. I appreciate you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Uh, side note, Kenny asks, Eric, will you do any cameo we want? There's a lot I've done that is uh, pretty suspect. It all just depends. He says, like, can I, can I hire you to do one about a business? Yeah. Yes, you can. Oh, fuck. I've opened up Pandora's box. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.